with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Brother Darren Hall are there playing just a closer walk with thee, doing a fine job there, too. Uh, we want to have a song here in just a little bit from Brother Sonny Poling, and he's going to be singing, How Will It End? And then we want to get into the Word of God and talk a little bit about the end, what's happening in this world. And we see so many signs of the times around us, and we look at the Middle East, we look at our government here, and even in this country and uh, the problems in every nation and we realize that hey things are shaping up fast then i look at the church also and i look at the signs in the church that the bible spoke about and i realize that jesus is coming soon and if there ever was a time when we need a closer walk with god i believe it's now so stay tuned we've got some good things coming up today says when you've done all you can to stand 
just stand And I know it's hard sometimes To look through these tear-stained eyes And still see the scars in those hands But just you keep this in mind When hope seems so hard to find Surely you've not reached the end When the whole world has let you down Jesus can still be found If you try it all Look to him Look to him Questions can, well, they can get so hard to understand, but then I know someone who knows it all, as I see the little sparrow fall, and he can hold back the sea with just one hand. He's the only one who knows the sorrow and heartache you're in. So when things seem anything but good, remember him. He's the only one who could. If you only dare, look to him. Look to him. When sorrow makes it lonely Oh, the days when the night closes in He can vanish the midnight And roll back the sunlight So how will it end? Look to him He can vanish the song said how will it end look to him and uh, I think about the word of God Jesus said something over in the sixth chapter of the gospel of John about verse 63 he said it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life so 
I look at the Word of God that was spoken, recorded, and we know also the Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ was the Word made flesh. So if I want to know the end, and I want to know what to look for and what to expect in this hour that I'm living in, then I'm going to look to the Word of God. In the book of Matthew, Jesus is doing the teaching, and I have mentioned this on so many occasions, that uh, actually his disciples came to him, and really they asked him three different questions. And uh, he had been doing some teaching to them about the destruction of Jerusalem. They said, uh, when shall these things be, and what shall be the signs of thy coming? Because he kept explaining to them that he was going to go away, but he'd come again. And then the end of the world. He must have done some teaching about the end of the world. So they wanted to have an explanation. Help us out here. Help us to understand. And he began to do a lot of teaching here. Now, I want to just jump down through this. I don't want to take time because we've heard so much about uh, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and wars and rumors of wars. We've heard all that. Uh, he did say something, though, that really stuck out to me, uh, and is found in the 24th verse. He said, For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, inasmuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And he had also made a statement in verse 22. He said, except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. We go over into the book of Timothy, the third chapter. And this is what the apostle is writing to Timothy. This know also that in the last days, Perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. But what people will never realize or come to the knowledge of, as long as they're in this world or part of the world, they'll never see how terrible that sin really is. And God did make a law, yeah, and there were some pretty tough things in that law because of sin. And he was trying to point out to the human family, uh, this is what sin does to you. And this is how terrible that it is. But you know what? Today, we live under a spirit of tolerance. We can tolerate every type of sin and ungodliness, make excuses for it. Everything that happens, they try to go back. It was the parents' fault. It was something in the childhood. It was the way they was raised. That, and you just keep hearing excuses for sin. And uh, we can tolerate just about everything today except truth and uh, holiness and righteousness. That is very difficult because then they consider you a person that sits in judgment and uh, why you have to learn to accept these other lifestyles and the way people live and what they do and you can't speak against that and uh, you have to accept that and they want you to be part of it and yet the world teaches us the, uh, the, uh, that all these things that's going on 
is usually contrary to the Word of God. That's what the world is teaching us. Then, on the other hand, God teaches us that we're not to be part of the world and have no part of it and uh, to come out of it. And, and uh, if we are part of the world, then we are rejecting God. So uh, when I say part of the world, I'm talking about part of this system that goes on that tolerates sin. And sin, uh, the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. So if we're going to have sin in our life, and we like that, the end is death. And that's what God is trying to tell us, that turn away from sin that you might live. Because sin is a very terrible thing. It was brought into this world by the enemy. And ever since the Garden of Eden, right on down, the enemy, who is the prince and power of darkness, and uh, uh, he actually, according to the Word of God, uh, controls this world system. <clears throat> the enemy does because whenever that Jesus was tempted, he made or tried to make a deal with Jesus. He said, if you'll fall down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. He showed it to him. Now, that tells me something. He must have control of the kingdoms of the world. But Jesus came to establish a kingdom. And one of these days, it's going to endure. It's going to tear down the kingdoms of this world. And it's going to endure. It'll be a kingdom where there is holiness and righteousness and peace in the Holy Ghost. So, I want to be part of that kingdom. Well, Jesus has given us some warnings. And then Paul said that in the last days perilous times shall come. And he talks about men's attitude. They're going to be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Well, there was, seemed to be an attitude all many years ago that started to be taught in the schools was really your parents now, a lot of them wasn't educated. They don't understand. You're smarter than they are. And it created an attitude of, in the children that they don't have to respect their parents because, after all, their parents are not very smart like they are. And that attitude was placed into them. Now, where did that thought come from? The Bible teaches that they are to obey their parents. But now they're being taught you're smarter than your parents. They really don't know. So don't pay much attention to their advice. And all people deny that, but we know it's true. That was put into their hearts and minds. Without natural affection, the Bible said in verse 3 here, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. And the hardest thing for the world to tolerate today is somebody that wants to live above sin, somebody that wants to be right, somebody that wants to do things according to the Word of God. That's very difficult for the world to tolerate. Now they can tolerate all these other things, stuff that I, when I was young, I would never, could not have imagined the things that I hear today that people now say, well, oh, I think they're all right. I, uh, now I wouldn't say nothing against that. And uh, uh, now you've got to realize that uh, abortion, that's a, a one of the things, you know, well, a woman, that's her body and she has the right and on and on and on. You hear these crazy things as far as I'm concerned. And uh, he went on here and he said in verse 4, traitors, heady, high-minded, 
lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And there's an attitude that I began to see years ago when people, the more education that they seem to get, they also, they get an attitude with that education. Oh, everybody else uh, don't have this education that I have, so they are very dumb. Uh, they're, they're sort of stupid. They can't really think for themselves. The decisions that they make is not good, and that's why the government needs to make decisions for the people and watch after the people and look after the people and things like that. And I'm going to tell you something. When I was a kid growing up, many years ago, I used to go around and work for some of the old farmers and stuff like that and help them take in hay and uh, reap their harvests and, and just to make a few dollars and, and uh, worked a, a, a lot around some of the older people. I learned things from them. They had wisdom in a lot of different areas that uh, I don't hear from the young people today. And uh, those people wasn't dumb. They knew how to take care of their crops. They knew how to plant. They knew how to harvest. They knew how to, uh, even back before they had the refrigeration and things like that that they have today, uh, they was able to preserve their crops. They knew how to do that, prepare their meat, keep it for the winter. Uh, a lot of that knowledge is, seems to be lost today. And uh, those people was very intelligent. And yet, People that got education sort of thought, oh, put them all in the same class. No, they weren't very smart. All right? Said, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Uh, from the time that I was very young, getting into the church, and uh, we was in a, a Pentecostal church where they believed in receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and living holy and... and uh, things like that, and uh, speaking in other tongues, prophecy, well, uh, interpretations, they, they believed in all that. And uh, I found out that we was made fun of all the time. And so many people, they just thought that was terrible. And those people, a lot of them that spoke against that was people that went to church someplace. They went to church and they said, oh, stay away from them. And I remember one individual, I, I, I liked the fellow, but he was in a, a religion that he would say that uh, tongues, that stuff's of the devil. That's of the devil. That's of the devil. Yet the Word of God said it was given by the Holy Ghost. On the day of Pentecost, they were all filled with God's Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. And yet these people, having a form of godliness, but they denied the power. What do you mean denied the power? Jesus said to his disciples, go back to Jerusalem and wait there, tarry there, till you be endued with power. And whenever the Holy Ghost came, they got the power. Now here, the writer said, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, he said, get away from them. For of this sort of they which creep into houses and lead captives, silly women, laden with sins and led away with divers lusts. Ever learning, and I know different groups that have Bible studies, and I, when I was very young, I was a teenager, I went to a particular Bible study one time at these people's home. Their pastor was there, and uh, in the course of the Bible study, uh, he had heard the church that I went to, heard about it, and uh, so he began to point out, and he was trying to get a point across to me, uh, why he felt that we was wrong. And after a little while, I didn't know a lot in those days, but I, I knew uh, some 
of the Word of God, and I'd, I'd listened, and I remembered messages and things that the different ministers had taught. So I began to ask him questions. After a while, he couldn't really answer my questions from the Word of God. And he got aggravated and grabbed his Bible and got up and walked out of his own prayer meeting and left. And uh, now they would have these meetings and they would have the Bible and they would talk about it, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further, for their follies shall be made manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. All right? But thou, now he's talking to Timothy, has fully known my doctrine. Now that's what we need to find out. What is Paul's doctrine? What was John's doctrine? What was Peter's doctrine? Well, according to the scripture, it was the same doctrine that Jesus had. Where did Jesus get his doctrine? He got it from God. And God said he had a doctrine. Clear back in Deuteronomy mentioned he had a doctrine. And uh, here these men come along, Jesus came along preaching God's doctrine. And they picked up on that, and it was called then the Apostles' Doctrine. And the Bible said that the church continued steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine. John, who was an apostle, he warned us, he said, now if any comes to your house and they don't bring this doctrine, don't you let them into your house and don't bid them Godspeed, for in doing so you'll be a partaker of their evil deeds. It's evil to preach any other doctrine other than what the Apostles' Apostles and, and Jesus Christ preach because that's the doctrine of God. There really is no other doctrine that is acceptable before God. He said, you fully know my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. Persecutions. You're going to be persecuted if you preach the doctrine of God. Afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium. Lystra, uh, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Then he gives us another warning, but evil men and seducers, that's the false Christ that Jesus talked about, falsely anointed, that was going to raise up. He said, seducers wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But then he gives some advice, but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And he uh, went on and he said, and from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And he went on in the fourth chapter, and he pointed out there, uh, I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. I've often said this, that we can pass laws today. All right, and uh, that the laws will say it's all right. 
uh, for two men to get married or two women to get married. That's okay. Uh, we have to tolerate that. Uh, it's all right to have abortions. We have to tolerate that. And on and on it goes. And uh, we just have to tolerate these things. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's all right. And the law says it's okay. And it's accepted. But there's one place that that will never, ever work. One of these days when we all stand before the Almighty God, He's going to judge us by that man, Jesus Christ, the Bible said. And that's who's going to judge the world. And He's going to judge according to His Word. This Word that I leave with you will judge you in that day. You won't be no... Have all the lawyers you want. Have all the judges that you want be there. They're going to be judged also. And uh, they're not going to be able to make no deals. And they're not going to be able to change anything because the Word of God's forever settled in heaven. And the Bible lets me know that every knee will bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And uh, that's nothing going to change that. And so everyone will pay for whatever they have done. And uh, if their works has been good, if they obtain salvation according to the Word of God, they'll hear something like this, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But I'll tell you what, if they have not obeyed the Word of God, even though they tolerated all the sin and ungodliness here, everything's fine, except truth, they're going to pay for that. And we know what the Bible says about the ungodly. We know the Bible says, straight is the gate, narrow is the way, and few there be that will enter in thereat. What we need to do is appeal today unto the mercy of the living God that we might obtain mercy and help and faith in the time of need and grace. That's what we need today. Well, time's going again today, so we'll see you next week, same time, same station with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry.
listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor.